0: as a podcast host too we want to innovate we want to go beyond what apple might be offering or what uh, might be offered by spotify but right now those kind of partnerships don't exist um and so it'd be great if an overcast or somebody like that worked with Buzzsprout on that
1: if you're listening marco, Over, oh, marco yes <laughs> we love we love your app uh give us a call <laughs> that's gonna get edited out i can tell <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to Buzzcast. First episode of the new decade. We're excited you're here. We got the usual suspects plus a uh, brand new iPhone in the background. <laughs> who <We> did that? <laughs> was that a was that a base camp? Pan? Welcome to the show, Tom. Well, may or may yeah. not have been mine. <laughs> so so that is the uh, the the silvery pipes of our very own Tom Rossi. Um, Tom, for anyone who hasn't met you at a podcast meetup or a conference or anything like that, why don't you just do like a quick. Thirty second bio of who you are at Buzzsprout and
0: kind of your role here. Great, yeah, I'm uh, one of the co founders. Kevin and I started Buzzsprout uh, a while ago. I'm more on the technical side, so I run uh, a lot of the coding and everything on the back end um, that doesn't that users don't actually get to see, but they get to experience. So, yeah.
2: Tom's also known as podcasting's bad boy. You might have seen him <laughs> at a uh, Podfest, <laughs> podcast movement or traffic conversion, riding around
1: on a one wheel. Yes, I Um, may.
0: I may have taken my one wheel to some podcasting conferences.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got it. You got to have fun. You got to have fun. Um, So as we wrapped up 2019 going into 2020, we thought it could be cool to look at just some internal statistics that we have access to for Buzzsprout as far as how many episodes were uh, published, how many plays we recorded, and just some different things that we're seeing as far as uh, listener behavior to potentially give you some things to think about moving forward strategy wise for how to best utilize, uh, your podcast and the devices that you want to make sure that you're on and things like that. So Tom, I know that you went through the database and pulled all these cool numbers for us. So why don't you kind of run us through some 2019 numbers for Buzzsprout?
0: Sure. Sure. I think, uh, one of the most exciting numbers for, for 2019 Buzzsprout podcasts published 444,000 episodes. That's a lot that's, of episodes. That's pretty exciting. That's a lot of content that's uh, been pushed into the podcasting community that's hosted on the Buzzsprout platform. Uh, we recorded 192 million plays for Buzzsprout users. Also so that's that, That's a lot of data to keep up with. I think you guys have heard me <laughs> talk about the <laughs> amount of data that we're capturing. But yeah, so uh, the average duration... This was interesting. The average duration. What do you think it would be, Alvin?
2: Um, I'm going to be. Oh, you're looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> you're at
0: it in front of got, me. <laughs> well, 34 minutes. 34 mm-hmm. minutes. Almost 35 minutes is the average duration of those 444,000 episodes. The average duration was about 35 minutes, um, which I would have I would have guessed somewhere around there. That makes a lot of sense. So, is,
2: do we know if that's going up or down? Do we have any idea as far as trends?
0: No, it took me a while to police for 2019. I can't imagine going back and pulling for 2018.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me because you have, uh, especially recently, a lot of shorter podcasts with like five, 10 minute episodes, but then you've also got the, the two hour behemoth, behemoth podcasts that we're all very familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, so that makes sense to see that number kind of in between those, in between those two spots.
0: Yeah. And then when we, we broke down the plays into the apps that people are using, Mm -hmm. this was also, um, really interesting. Uh, not surprising. Apple was 49%. So 49% of our plays came from Apple. Uh, I think what was interesting was Spotify, Spotify is at almost 22%. Mm -hmm. So in our number two position, Spotify, they quickly, I mean, they've just exploded into the market. So 22%. Uh, and then the next one after that is just web browsers, people listening on their web, uh, either on, uh, uh, a mac or a pc using the web browser accounts for eight percent so of, so uh, would that downloads. be like
1: embed players mm-hmm. and things like that yep okay Yep.
0: they're using uh either our the buzzsprout embedded player or they're embedding it themselves uh and so people are actually listening to it with a web browser and that accounts for just over eight percent
1: yeah that was surprising to me because i think the well the thought i guess in the just the podcasting space is like Whoever listens to a podcast on a desktop or a laptop, it's in your car, it's while you're working out, it's when you're on the go. And so this was interesting to me to see that, to me, it just validated the importance of you need to have some kind of web presence. You can't mm-hmm. solely rely on getting into apps if you really want to maximize your your audience size.
2: Yeah. yeah. One thing I've seen too, just when I'm looking at links, um, there's people now who are sending out email newsletters and they link directly to the MP3. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen... Uh, would that show up as a web browser play sure. since it's being played through a browser? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's interesting. Seeing more people do the kind of like email newsletter for their podcast.
0: I would not like that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, it's. A, I don't think it's a strategy we
0: recommend. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin's looking
2: at me like, don't get people thinking about this and asking me to build it.
1: <laughs> not not sending out an email newsletter. sending out an email newsletter as the distribution for your episodes. I
0: had, I had somebody in support. They were asking about embedding the episode. They actually wanted to, no, 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 no. no. I was like, no, (laughs) you don't want to do that. Uh, a lot of people have strong opinions about how they consume their podcasts. And so being able to use their app of choice rather than clicking on a link and then it's popping some browser that just happens to be their default browser. And yeah, you don't want that.
1: All right. So those are the top three. And then, uh, give us a couple more, uh, maybe two or three more.
0: Um well it drops off pretty quick. So after web browsers, you get to Apple iTunes. So mm-hmm. this would be uh people downloading it with Apple iTunes, Apple Music. It's not the actual podcast app. Uh and that's 4%. And then Castbox, which mm-hmm. I didn't expect to sh- show up so high, was at
2: 2.6%. One that was down there that kind of surprised me, Podbean has 1%. Mhm. That's pretty crazy. Since yeah. They have a, an app overcast at only 1.75%. It's kind of a surprising to me since I consume all my podcasts there. I imagined it to be pretty in line with my numbers at 100% without,
1: yeah. without the, uh, without the buzzsprout office staff overcast would have been at 1.5%. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, this is also a, this is, uh, captured across Apple and Android devices as well. Right. Um, where overcast is only an Apple, Apple app.
0: Yeah. We've looked at some new ways too. I think Stitcher's at 1.46% and Stitcher will go up because we found some new ways of identifying Stitcher. The nature of Stitcher is that a lot of people consume it on the Stitcher website somehow. And so we've now started to capture that a little bit different. So right now, some of those Stitcher plays have counted as web browser, but moving forward, they're being counted as Stitcher. So I would expect that that Stitcher number go up.
1: Okay. Yeah. And I do want to dig into a little bit of kind of what you're foreshadowing here, which is talking about how we count plays, because so I think uh, that would be an interesting uh, just thing to discuss. But uh, keep going through the the other stats that you pulled for us for uh, Buzzsprout 2019.
0: I looked at some of our location data. Uh, United States accounted for f- just 52.5%. So 52.5% of our plays came from the United States. The, un- the United Kingdom was 7%. I, I would have thought it would have been double digits for sure. So I was surprised. Uh, the UK was at 7% followed by Canada, just over 5%. and Australia just over three, 3.8. So,
2: so lots of English speaking countries. Um, but I know we're seeing Latin America kind of, we're a lot more Spanish speaking countries are actually getting into podcasting. It'll be see- interesting to see how they grow.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, and we were even having a conversation off the mic that, uh, you know, some of it is you'll have countries that have a high, uh, listener rate as a, Per capita percentage, but then their just population isn't super huge. So like South Korea, I think for the last several years has been the uh, biggest podcasting country as far as the number of the percentage of people that listen. It's something ridiculous, like 80 percent. But they only have, you know, 15 million people. So that number is always going to trail behind larger countries, even if they have a smaller percentage of people that listen.
0: Right. Yeah. So like if you look at the United Kingdom, it was just over 13 million Plays that we recorded from from the UK, mm-hmm. so <laughs> it'd be hard to compete with that if you're a smaller country.
1: Sure, yeah. Sorry, Luxembourg, you're just not going to make the list. <laughs> uh,
0: then we take a look at devices. Uh, this also had some some interesting information. So, Apple iPhone, fifty six percent. So, fifty six percent of our plays from 2019 uh, came from Apple iPhones, followed by twenty percent. So, a dramatic drop off to the Android. Mm. Uh, Android accounted for. Uh, just over 20%. And then number three was the Apple watch. Mm. So this must be, but with the new uh, Apple watch, they're downloading it. Maybe they're actually playing it from on their, watch. their watch. And so that accounted for 5.2% of our play activity.
3: Yeah. I'm not sure how that stat works. I want to dig into that a little bit more because I'm wondering if Apple, if the Apple app actually gives us data that we would count as a download or a play once that podcast is transferred to the watch versus actually, hmm. you know, because we're just getting it when they, when they download it, right? It's not really listen.
0: Right, so in order for this, in order this to for this to register as Apple Watch, it couldn't have been downloaded to their computer and then synced to their watch.
1: Or downloaded to their phone and synced.
0: Or downloaded to their phone right. and synced. requested
1: from the watch? It has
0: to have been requested from the watch. So we could dig into that more, but I know when we started when we started segmenting out the Apple Watch, uh, John Pollard, one of our guys, uh, I know he was doing some experiments and he could see those that play activity come across. But when you do that, if you were to download it onto your phone and then play it on your watch, it wouldn't even register. We wouldn't know that you played it on the watch because all we saw was you downloaded it to your phone.
2: All right. So if you're one of these watch people, write in or tag <laughs> us on Twitter and let us know how you're using your Apple watch to listen to podcasts. Let's see. We what was that? It was learn about you.
0: Almost 10 million. It was 9.9 million plays were recorded from Apple watch. Wow. And then Windows, Windows computer came in at 4.89% and Apple computer at 3.98%.
1: Gotcha. So yeah, so definitely still see a a huge emphasis on mobile devices, but still a sizable, you know, percentage from computers. And so um, it will be interesting to see, uh, you know, next year if like Amazon Echo devices will be up on this top five list. Yeah,
0: yeah. They didn't even show up in our top 10 right now, but I would expect that we'll see some more of those.
1: Yeah. And I think that... There's been a lot of predictions about kind of the impact that smart devices will have on podcast listening. Um, We'll see how much how many of those come to fruition. But uh, I definitely think it's it's just interesting. It's interesting to see all these things or uh, maybe someday we'll we'll see uh, Tesla cars on here as a device. (laughs) (laughs) So so kind of looking over these stats, uh, did you guys have any big kind of picture takeaways or like things that you noticed that stood out to you or uh, things that you want to kind of emphasize or focus in on? I've got
2: one, but it's going to come up in my predictions. Gotcha. Because we're talking about pred- predictions we disagreed with. And uh, do we want to jump into that section? Or do you want me to do? <laughs> we will in a second. That's, okay. some good,
1: that's a good... Uh, that's a teaser. That's a good cliffhanger a teaser. there. teaser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to stick around. Don't switch that
2: dial. You're about to hear my bold <laughs> predictions.
1: So before we jump into some 2020 predictions, uh, some things that we're seeing being predicted about the space and then some of our own predictions for 2020, um, Tom... Uh, I know that you and the rest of the team here have been doing a lot of work on the back end for uh, for our stats and counting plays and things like that. And so, I uh, just wanted to kind of tee it up to you because I know you had a couple things that you want to talk through. Uh, just for anyone that is interested, like how do my statistics get populated? How do I know sure. that it's you know? representative of what's actually happening those kind of things so yeah
0: yeah we've been we've been doing a lot of work uh, on our stats going through them and making improvements uh, one of the things that I think people are gonna really be excited about if they haven't already noticed uh, we worked with Spotify to remove a delay what would happen before was Spotify would download the episode uh, and then uh, we wouldn't know about it for two days and so you'd have this delay before it would show up in our in our stats database and so people would be like i'm listed on spotify but i'm not recording any plays and uh it was a real pain and so we worked with spotify and uh, they were kind enough to drop us an email at five thirty the day before thanksgiving and say hey we just switched everything over so now people are going to request uh plays directly from you oh and by the way everyone's going to re-download the episode if they've already downloaded it once it'll redownload it and so your play activity is going to be off the charts for the next three days and it was literally (laughs) yeah it was literally at 5 30 uh the day before thanksgiving now i was already trying to troubleshoot what was going on with our servers because there was all this increased activity and i couldn't figure out like what's going on our our stats numbers are are going crazy well what happened was everyone was re-downloading and so Uh, podcasters should be aware that for those three days, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and then Thursday, Friday, they might see some squirrely activity with their plays. And that's just a result of Spotify redownloading episodes on Wednesday. And we cut it off when we found out that's what was happening. They, they recommended, uh, they didn't give us a heads up, but they had recommended earlier. They said, look, when this happens, you're going to want to stop counting plays from Spotify for 72 hours. (laughs) Well, okay. We would need more than, you know it was actually a negative uh heads up because by the time they told us we had already received a tremendous amount of play activity so you might see some weird activity uh related to that and so that was something that it was exciting though because now whenever anybody listens in spotify you'll see that play activity within your buzzproud app within an hour or so
1: which is what you would see from all the other podcast apps. right yeah so now exactly. they're just, now they're playing by the Playing by the rules, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're giving us the information and letting us you know, record it and do everything that we need to do. There was also some squirrely activity too, because we were relying on Spotify to tell us location information. And so how they might categorize it based on location may be different than the way that we were. And so sometimes people would see some weird things in their, their stats, location information, and now all that's standardized and we have control over it. So it's a much better experience for them.
1: A lot of good news.
2: For the fifty-two percent of you who are in the U.S. right now and going, wow, wow, what were they doing that on right before Thanksgiving? Remember, Spotify is based yeah. in Sweden, so they do not celebrate <laughs> right. Thanksgiving, and they probably just thought, oh, we're sending this over on a typical Wednesday. Why do our American friends never reply? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, exactly. So that that was something that was pretty pretty uh, impactful. Yeah, relevance. Yeah. Yes, yeah. really relevant uh we've, we've been spending a lot of time looking at uh bot activity and trying to figure out ways of improving giving the kind of information that we just went through um and removing activity that's suspicious or bot like Expl- explain what a bot is is this right. is this skynet what, like what is what is a robot listening doing is listening to my podcast bot? yeah and this will be an interesting conversation because i i, I think no one really knows no <laughs> there are some legitimate bots. There are legitimate bots that go out and they verify that act that uh episodes are available to be downloaded, so they'll make requests to verify that yes, this episode is available and so apple Google, all the big players will have bots that legitimately make requests, and they identify themselves, hey, I'm a bot, so you might not wanna count this play activity, and so it's very easy for us to be able to identify and uh, not count those plays. The problem that we have are, I don't wanna say malicious bots, they're more like- Sneaky bots. Sneaky bots, and they spoof, they pretend like they're Firefox, or they pretend like they're Apple Music. They identify themselves one way as they make their requests, and it becomes very suspicious when we see You know, 10,000 requests from the same IP address within a 24 hour period, uh, all identifying themselves as Firefox and they're making requests from everything from a political podcast to a comedy podcast to a religious podcast across all different podcasts. And so those are the bots that are, they're the hardest to find and to deal with, um, because the only way to really see them is looking backwards. And at that point, you've already counted the play activity. You've already, you know, you've already showed it to your user. And so how are we going to handle that? And that's been a lot of our conversation is going through those bots and figuring out how we can filter them out and not, you know, deflate our podcasters. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And it's important
1: to note too, this isn't a buzzsprout, uh, you know, thing that, that just affects us. This is any podcast host deals with bots. Yes. This, this yes. is a par for the course. Like, welcome to the club. You know how bot activity. Right. 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 Um, so, so I yeah. S-
0: I saw someone had made a comment about, uh, on the on the Facebook group, they said something about how Buzzsprout was low on the stats side. <laughs> and I was like, can you tell me, what do you mean by low on the stats side? And, uh, you know, if, if you go from one podcast host to the other, uh, your stats shouldn't change other than really bot detection. Like, how are you counting your bots? And so, uh, and how you deal with it. IAB provides some some guidance, but it's just guidance. And so even within IAB certified hosts, um, how they do their blacklist, how they identify an IP address, how do they share that with the rest of the IAB people? They don't. They don't even agree on a, on a blacklist for IP addresses. So it makes it really hard for you to get, uh, you know, good good numbers when you compare one to the other. But I can say from, from our standpoint, we care about what our podcasters care about and we want to provide them with good numbers, um, as best as we can. But like you said, as a server side host, as someone who's serving up the MP3s, there's only so much that we can do to really provide that those good numbers.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I actually remember Todd Cochran complaining about this at one point at Blueberry and he said people would move to Blueberry and go, my stats just went down by 10%. He's like, well, you just came from somebody who's not even trying to stop a bot. And I'm I'm trying to identify all these bots. Like I'm trying to provide a benefit to you. And yet you're looking at me like, what are you messing up my numbers for, man? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, we need to just roll out like a $4 upgrade where we double your stats. <laughs> that's right, all that right, it is. Right. So just like
0: 2X. So people are like, yes, this is a great upgrade. I think, I think I posted on the Facebook group. I told them, I said, hey, look, if you want, just tell me what you want your numbers to be. I'll go put them <laughs> no, in right now. <laughs> I did. I said, just tell me. Like, if that's what you want, if you just want to feel better about it, just tell me. I'll put the number in. Why don't so you Kevin's tell me you what you head. Want no. your stats to what? be? This is going to be a new feature, Kevin. I think hey. we should pitch it. <laughs> the new Buzzsprout Just brand. Just tell
2: us how many plays you want. This is Tom being the podcast bad boy, antagonizing <laughs> our customers. <laughs> Those are all bots anyway. What do you want your plays to be?
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what's going on in the in the world of uh, stats and some of the things that we're doing there.
1: Yeah, and I know you guys have been working really hard on some new stuff coming out uh, this year, which uh, once that gets released and goes through beta, we'll be excited to share it with you here on the podcast. So definitely stay tuned for that
3: yeah, just to, just to put a bow on that stats conversation real quick, I want everyone to feel comfortable and confident that the numbers that you receive in Buzzsprout are good. And Tom, you can maybe speak to this a little bit, but I mean, it's it's an accurate statement for me to say um, any legitimate, real download that comes from a person who's interested in listening to your podcast, that number will never be missed. Absolutely.
0: Right? That's like, that's one of the hardest things to get across when <clears throat> when you're talking to people about their numbers. Uh, Accuracy never improves your numbers. (laughs) The more accurate you are, your numbers never go up. Oh, wow, there's plays that we didn't find before. Accuracy revolves around really identifying plays that are not really legitimate plays. And so accuracy will always cause, cause numbers to go down. We never miss a legitimate play. The problem are these bots and other things that make requests that make themselves look like legitimate plays, but they're really not. And with that, let's
1: uh, let's put on our, our soothsayer hats and bring in our crystal balls and make some uh, foolproof predictions for what's going to happen in the future of podcasting. Um, totally kidding. These are all completely subjective. But uh, as with the new year, the new decade, there's all kinds of articles. Like this is what's going to happen in podcasting. This is what the future holds. Um, I'll link a couple uh, pretty good articles for, uh, that like what we're talking about uh, in the show notes if you want to check those out. See what other people think are going to happen in podcasting. But uh, I thought it'd be a good, it'd just be good for us to kind of talk about some predictions that we agree with, that we think, yeah, that's, that's right on. That's spot on with what we're seeing and what we think is going to happen. Some, also some ones that we disagree with that people are saying, this is going to happen. And we're like, well, pump the brakes a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you have any kind of unique predictions just from your own kind of perspective, because I know we're all kind of attacking the podcasting space in different ways. Uh, depending on our roles and kind of uh what we do. Uh so just some things that we think uh may or may not happen. Um but let's start with uh some some predictions that we agree with. Uh Albin, do you have one uh you wanna you wanna start us off with?
2: Yeah, well a handful of people predicted, you know, pretty much the obvious, which is podcasting will continue to grow. So I can't not agree with that. Uh, <laughs> the amount of available podcasts this year grew by thirty nine and a half percent. Um it's pretty from, substantial. Yeah. From somewhere like six hundred and seventeen thousand to eight hundred and sixty thousand. Not all of those are po- Apple podcasts, which is why you may see other numbers. But um yeah, I mean, that level of growth, I would not expect that to slow down. Um So I would say being at one point two million podcasts by the end of next year would not be surprising. And I mean, it only seems like more and more people are wanting to listen. You just heard how. Apple and US centric podcasting is in the stats so I think as Google podcast gets bigger as Android gets more of a presence as people in other countries are getting more into podcasting, it's gonna grow and if anything I would expect it to grow faster not slower than it's been growing
1: right we're gonna start hitting untapped markets that weren't consuming podcasts the way that we have been in the US for the last decade yeah. so yeah to say that it will continue to grow I think is an understatement um, but even so, like we are still very early on in the growth curve, right? And you think about, we still have fewer than a million active podcasts. When you think about the number of YouTube channels, the number of blogs that are out there in the world, um, there's still incredible opportunity. And if you haven't started yet, make sure you check out our, how to start a podcast YouTube series um, that we just, uh, that we just started uh, a couple months ago that we're almost finished with. So uh, I mean,
0: that's, that's a really good point that it's yeah. never been easier to mm-hmm. start a podcast. Um, that, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that it was only techies and audiophiles that were able to really do something like that. And now it's a lot easier for someone to, to get into a podcast.
2: We've seen a big shift in the people that are at podcast movement, right? When we started going five years ago, the people at podcast movement were almost everyone was tech. Mm Like they really understood technical stuff. And now you go and it's, people who have an expertise in something and they're like, oh, I already have a blog. I already have a YouTube channel. I'm also doing a podcast as well. So I'm here to learn a little bit about podcasting. It doesn't seem too difficult. And you're like, oh, cool. Like five years ago, people were like, what is the RSS? What is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, so. The the prediction that I've seen a couple of times, um, which is a different flavor of the one that Alvin mentioned that I agree with, is that podcasting is going mainstream. Like I think 2020 is the year that more people know about podcasting than don't. Um, cause even now, I mean, if you listen to podcasts, you think, well, surely everyone knows what a podcast is, but it's really like a 45 and under for the most part demographic. Um, and so as it ages up, as more and more, uh, celebrities come into the space, as more and more, uh, TV shows start companion behind the scenes podcasts, like that's becoming normal, which is interesting to me. Like HBO, every show they put out, they're now putting out a podcast yeah, to go along with that show. Um, and, and people are starting to promote it. Like I was in a movie theater and you know how they have that, like kind of like pre-show with Maria Menunez and She <laughs> yeah. does her thing mm-hmm. like her thing at the end when she's signing off is and make sure you go and listen to my podcast in a movie theater. I'm like, okay, so this is now becoming normal. This is becoming a part of just how we consume media, um, which is exciting to me. It's exciting to me because then that means there are going to be more opportunities. More people are paying attention to it. More people are listening. And so, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's a prediction that I don't only, only agree with, but I'm also excited about.
0: I think it, it goes into to my prediction, which is as it grows and more people get into it, is it's got a big bullseye for people trying to figure out how to make money on it. And that's uh, the whole uh, – do, do you remember when the iPhone first came out? And the app marketplace. Uh, Everyone was talking every oh, I want to build an app. Oh, I got an idea for an app. Here's an app I want to build, you know, like everybody wanted to do an app. And it wasn't long before all the different ways of making money off of your apps started to evolve. And that I feel like is what we're gonna see in podcasting is how can we put, uh, Oh, it's a free, it's a free app, but they're going to try to figure out how to make money. It's you're going to buy gems or you're going to have to do
2: this or that. And the clash of clans podcast, it's going to be the
0: clash of clans podcast. If you want to listen to the rest, you have to buy 25 gems or, you know, some, I think that's figuring out how, uh, these, these different, um, podcast players are going to be able to monetize it. And I think that's Uh, It's arguable whether it's good for the podcaster, uh, but it's certainly something that we're going to see some big changes in the next year. Uh, That's my prediction is we're going to see some big changes in the way it's going to be more apparent as people are going to be like, oh, that's annoying. I used to not be annoyed listening to a podcast, but for some reason now I am annoyed. Yeah. No, I'm just laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Tom's prediction is we're going to see big changes. I'm like,
3: that's not a prediction. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Wait. Yeah.
0: You want specific? I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be annoying. I. I think. uh, I think podcasts are going to be annoying. No, I think players. I think Mm, mm -hmm. we're going to see the emergence as people talk about exclusive content. For example, the advantage of exclusive content is I can put barriers up for monetization that you don't have a way around. Because it's exclusive. Yeah. The only way you're going to listen to this exclusive content is if you pay me a monthly fee or if you click on an ad or if you listen to an ad or if you do these different things. And that's that, I think, is what what we'll see. And it will get in the way of the podcast listener consuming that content in various ways, just like we saw in the app marketplace where, you remember, originally, it was you pay $1.99 or $0.99 cents for the app. But then they figured out all these other ways to monetize where the app could be free. And I think yeah. that's that's what we'll see.
3: Yeah. It's kind of like reminds me of YouTube. YouTube didn't used to be annoying. If we can remember what YouTube used to be like five years ago. And then they started putting ads in, but you could skip the ads. And then they started putting roadblocks in where you couldn't skip the ads until you watched five seconds. And now you have to watch 15 seconds. And now you might have to watch two ads, 15 seconds each before you can skip and ads ads in the middle ads are in the middle. And Mm yeah, ads, you know, between videos, if I'm watching a playlist and I can't skip them. And, uh, and
0: think about the player, right? How much the, the the YouTube player has changed, where now it's just obnoxious, the, where they're pushing more and more content in your face. I just want to watch my Star Wars video, and I've got six other ones getting queued up that I don't care about, and they're only remotely related to the one that I'm watching. Like Stuff like that, it, it just drives me crazy. It's annoying. Or I find myself saying, is there a YouTube player that's not YouTube? <laughs> I want to watch this video, but I don't actually want to watch it in a YouTube player.
1: Yeah, that'll be interesting. And I think it'll be interesting too, because we, we're already starting to see new companies come out and say, we have fixed podcast monetization. Like right. we, we are the bee's knees, like go with us and you'll be a millionaire. Um, not in those exact terms, but that's what the marketing company suggests. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see even the like how it plays out between the podcast apps trying to monetize and then the hosts as well. And kind of like the perfect storm of those two things coming together. Um, and how that affects the listener experience. I do think it will give a leg up to, uh, independent podcasters that are in control of their own monetization and are making their own choices about maybe I just promote affiliate uh, products that I like. And I think my listeners would like, or maybe I sell my own products or whatever, um, versus some of these bigger podcasts, which are a part of these advertising networks where they are dictated. They say, you will run these ads and you will talk about these things in this way. Um, I think that could give a leg up as far as a listener experience standpoint, to indie podcasters versus kind of the mainstream
0: podcasts. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's going to happen in 2020, but it's certainly shaping up to be a, uh a battle in the future between those indie podcasters, because they're going to say, I don't, I don't want you to put up these blocks. I want to be able to put my podcast out and I don't want you to put your ads on it. And, or I don't want you to, to stop people from listening for v- various reasons. And they're not going to have a choice. If they want to be on certain networks, they're going to have to submit to it or not be there. And so that I think could be, I don't know if it's going to happen in 2020, but it's certainly going to happen at some point where indie podcasters are going to find themselves at odds with the different podcast players, um, and directories and stuff out there because they're going to drive their own exclusive content and that's going to make it harder for them.
1: Yep. Yeah. Any, any and predictions for you, Kev? Well, I, I don't know that
3: I have my own prediction. I, I might later in the show. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I have my own prediction. I want to talk about right here, but going off of Tom's point, a lot of people are predicting that Apple is going to get into exclusive content.
2: Yeah. And I was one of those people that's in my predictions. Okay. <laughs>
3: Yeah. So, I I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, or if they're working on it, but it would definitely put them in a, in a weird position. They would then have a conflict of interest now that they, they, if they do that, that they don't have now. You know, Spotify has that conflict of interest already because they bought, who'd they buy? Wondery or something? Oh, Gimlet. Gimlet. Mm -hmm. They bought Gimlet. And so they have their own shows and they also run ads for anybody who uses a free Spotify account. And so there's always, there's, There was initially some questioning, like, are they running ads in between podcast plays or are they going to put ads? And I think none of that is happening yet, Um, but it could happen at any point. Like it makes sense. Like they have to, they have to make money somehow. And so if you're using that for free and you're listening to all this content through Spotify, they want to at the very least push you to go, um, premiums to go Spotify premium and start paying them to use their app and listen to all your music and exclusive podcasts and stuff on there. Um, so if Apple gets into the game, then that's a question that they're going to have to face as well. Like sh- how do we promote our own shows? And it might not be through audio content in between podcasts that you're listening to. It might just be, they control the app so they could show you ads for their shows. Um, lots of different things so far. None of that stuff has, has ever been a conflict of interest for Apple. Apple has just been this kind of just really nice company that's like helped support the open independent podcast ecosystem. Um, but they haven't really had any reason not to do that, right? Like they want to sell iPhones and computers. They don't necessarily need to sell subscription services. But that's changing in a big way. Subscription services are a huge part of their revenue model now. And they're doing exclusive content for um, Apple TV. If they start doing it for Apple podcasts as well, then things could change.
0: So, so now <clears throat> take that prediction. Yes. And combine it with the stats that we looked at from 2019. That 70% of our plays came from Apple and Spotify. So 70% of our plays came from these services that may be offering exclusive content, they may be putting up paywalls, they may block certain podcasts because they compete with their own exclusive content, like
3: or using independent creators' content to promote their own content.
0: Right, right. So seventy percent of our play activity came from both of those, and so I think there is a battle shaping up between the indie podcasters and these this different approach. Um, but right now. I don't see it which is funny because podcasters have a rebel history right podcasters are independent and they talk about things that nobody else is going to talk about and they find this niche audience of people that are that are also interested in this topic but right now they are just going openly with this with this market, and I, I don't, I don't think that they've caught on that there's a there's a war brewing. There is a battle to be had, um, and we haven't even talked about privacy. Um, but nobody cares. It doesn't seem like a lot of people care about privacy. <laughs> I, I literally, I posted it just to see. I posted it on one of the Facebook groups and said, "Hey, does anybody care about privacy?" And I got like two people that responded. So I think was it one of them, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I was like the third one. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, it's related, right? Because monetization uh, typically happens through uh selling people's data <laughs> and that's one of the the ways that uh it's not just in podcasting it's something that we as an entire culture really are going to have to deal with in the next couple of years is what are we willing to sell um but i think it's all related because 70 percent of our plays are coming from those people that are going to be con- considering how they monetize
1: right and so much and they set the industry in so many ways like yeah. if apple does exclusive content that was that now becomes normal mm-hmm. that now becomes, well, that just is how podcast apps behave now mm-hmm. because when Apple does something, everyone else kind of follows suit. Um, so, so yeah, something, something to pay, to pay attention to. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue to support our podcasters the best we can. <laughs> that uh, sounds
0: like Debbie downer. Like, <laughs> like, I feel like, I think what's exciting is it's never been easier to podcast. There's still a growing listenership. Uh, we have a history of independence in podcasting, and I don't see that going away anytime soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there will be some struggles. I think there'll be some battles. I think there'll be some fallout as a result of it. But at the end of the day, podcasting isn't going anywhere. It's got a strong, strong history. And so that's exciting. Yeah. But
3: will it become the norm at some point in the future for like, like it is on – with television content now, well, it's no, not even television content, but video content. You say like, "Hey, I want to watch The Office," right? Well, The Office is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So if you want to catch up, or if you never watched the whole series, you have to be a Netflix subscriber. And I think wasn't it like Friends or something was on Netflix for a long time, but it's going away. Yeah, it's mm-hmm.
2: moving over to the new NBC app or something. Yeah, it's
3: moving to the NBC app. Like, is is that is, is there something that's happening there that the podcast industry might be following for better or worse? like Mm -hmm. with exclusive content. Like this show is only available on Apple podcasts. This show is only available on, yeah. Hulu podcasts, Hulu podcasts or Spotify podcasts. Like, is, is it terrible? I mean, some people would say it's not a podcast unless it's a, it's openly distributed across RSS and I can listen to any podcast player I want. But I think, the general public who are not podcasters or not in the podcast industry, like they probably don't care. And this is becoming a more normal way to think like that. If I want that show, I have to go to Netflix to see it. if I want this show, I go over here to see it over this show, go to the NBC app to see it.
2: Yeah. So you'll have a whole folder of podcast apps on your phone. You'll be like, okay, I want to go listen to this podcast. Oh, which one's that in. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think what Tom says, it's going to get annoying when you have to have three podcast apps to listen to the shows that you really care about. That gets pretty annoying.
0: Yeah, You know, what would be (laughs) exciting is if someone took on the anti establishment podcast player. And so what they did was they feel like that's overcast, right? Yeah. Like, let's say that overcast said, look, we're, we're going to be the one that you can always go to. We're never going to, this is how we're going to monetize period right? This is how it is. We're never going to capitalize on, on going after people's privacy. We're not going to do these different things. And so then that way there's always, okay, I've got to listen to Apple exclusive on Apple. I've got to listen to Spotify exclusive on Spotify, but everything else I can go to this other player and they're the ones that I can depend on for providing me with that independent podcast.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that's overcast. He's pretty strong on the privacy stuff and the ad has a specific way of monetizing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. The it'd thing be great
0: because is- as a podcast host, too, we want to innovate. We want to go beyond what Apple might be offering or what uh, might be offered by Spotify. But right now, those kind of partnerships don't exist. The only standard is the Apple standard, right? Like if you want to change RSS or if you want to add some type of improvements, I mean, if Apple's not on board, uh, there's no other dominant player. Um, and so it'd be great if an Overcast or somebody like that worked with Buzzsprout on that.
1: Yeah. Sure. If you're listening,
0: Marco. Over,
1: over marco yes <laughs> we love we love your app uh give us a call <laughs> that's gonna get edited out i can tell <laughs> All right, um, so are we gonna do our uh predictions that are not gonna happen yes this is the one i'm actually super excited about i want to i want to hear what you think is not going to happen because everyone everyone is always trying to to say like oh this is this is exactly what's gonna oh, happen man. this and prediction of comes up
2: like every year and it's to me just so dumb Video (laughs) podcast that was mine. It's like there's no everyone's like, well, audio podcasts work, so why not video podcasts? Well, the reason video podcast isn't going to work is because seventy percent, well, no, what was it like eighty something percent are on mobile. Everything's mobile, so it's already a little bit less video. And if you want video content and you want to launch it and get distributed widely, well, then people go to YouTube. And so what's the value of paying probably hundreds of dollars a month to host your podcast with a host to then try to build an audience that would build, build slower than YouTube and distribute directly to people. And people are going to download it to their Apple watch and watch a video. Like, Like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't leverage the things that are good about podcasting and video requires your attention. And when podcasting is this thing that can be ancillary and in the background, you're mowing the lawn, you're also listening to a podcast, you're at the gym, listening to a podcast, whereas videos like, Hey, sit down, like make me the primary Mm -hmm. thing, like focus on me. And so it just does not make sense to me that that's the way it's going. Um, And I feel like when we said bus routes only going to be audio, that was a big deal. A lot of we, most of the other hosts were doing video. And now I feel like almost all of the new podcast hosts aren't even like considering video being a thing because it's not the growing market. It's shrinking in an industry that's growing rapidly. So I think that's always a goofy prediction. I don't think we're going to see video take off anytime soon.
1: Well, a flavor of that that I've seen come up a couple times is, uh, is if you look at these studies and you look at how people are consuming just podcast content, including uh, video recordings that are posted on YouTube they see a disproportionate number on YouTube. Some of that is because it's kind of thrown off by Joe Rogan. Um, but one of the uh, predictions that I, didn't, that I think is not going to happen is that YouTube is the next podcasting frontier, that you're going to have all these podcasters not creating podcasts or video podcasts, but they're going to start YouTube channels. They're going to become YouTubers. Um, now, we have seen quite a few YouTubers start podcasts, and I think that has created that false, that false connection of people that were, that have a YouTube audience that have a YouTube presence that are like, let's, let's create a talk show. Let's, you know, start a podcast and they do. And it grows pretty quickly because they have an existing audience. And so the thought that, well, because YouTubers are making the jump to podcasting, that will happen in reverse as well. But I just, I just don't see that. I don't see that happening.
0: Certainly. I mean, if it does, it's, it's different. The Ron Burgundy podcast is different than the Anchorman movie, right? It's not the same content. It's a personality. It's a followership. It's, it's. I've got people that are listening that are interested in this, you know, character, and so now I've got another way of of getting that content out there. And so I think that that makes sense. I'm not saying that there won't be video content, but it's not going to be a podcast. I wouldn't call it a podcast. It might be something that the podcaster does that. Further engages their audience, but in a totally different way. Like what Albin was saying, it's a different experience when I watch a video versus when I listen to a podcast.
1: Right. And I guess what the thing that I'm just disagree, not disagreeing with is that there are going to be some podcasters that start YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. I think that will happen. What I'm saying is it's not going to outgrow podcasting. Yeah. You're not going to see tons and tons of podcasters be like, oh, if I really want to jump on this growth, I got to get into YouTube as well. I don't see that happening.
0: Right. It it sounds like a roadblock, right? Uh, In order to do a, if you're going to do a podcast, you have to have a YouTube channel. No, that's crazy talk. You're like, that's not, you don't need to do that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not to say that YouTube isn't a great way to grow your podcast. You know, if you look at what Joe Rogan is doing and he being the poster child for being able to utilize both mediums very effectively Uh, his shows go anywhere between two and four hours, his podcast show itself. And it is the number one podcast Uh, that's hosted by a competitor, but they always say it's the number one. So I would just trust their numbers on that. It's absolutely the number one podcast. Um, if you look at his YouTube channel, they do record those three or four hour episodes, but those are not the videos that have the huge viral play numbers. The, where he's really making his moves on YouTube is with the G, uh, JRE clips, the Joe Rogan yeah. experience clips. Those videos are usually 10 minutes or less. They're topical. They're about subject matter that could go viral and spread like crazy. And those are the videos that are getting hundreds of thousands of plays. His three or four hour long videos are not getting millions of plays each. And I don't know how many YouTube followers he has or whatever, but he's using YouTube as a way to grow his following and to find new listeners. And then when you really want to listen to the Joe Rogan experience, you will subscribe through a podcast player and you will, that will be like what you listen to in your car all week. Cause it's four hours long. But I, I think very few people are actually going to YouTube to sit there in front of their phone or their computer for three or four hours and watch a video.
1: Right. Well, and the other thing, and, and Tom's talked about this a couple of times is it is compared to like the other mediums that you could jump into to start sharing ideas and things like that podcasting is arguably like the easiest it's the easiest to get into right when you compare it to blogs and video like the the ops we've we've experienced this growing our own youtube channel Um, it is a lot of extra work to create high quality videos that will do well on youtube versus creating a podcast that people will subscribe to and listen to every episode and so the idea that oh well now you have to add all these people are going to be jumping onto this other platform that requires five times as much work as the first one, and they may or may not see like super great results from it. I just don't see that as a prediction of the future of podcasting. I just don't.
0: Right.
3: One of the one of the predictions on the uh, Pacific Content blog post that Travis will link to in the show notes. Um, somebody said something about we need like a, a McDonald's of, of podcast web hosting. Uh and I I I don't really I, I don't know if this was a prediction like this is going to happen. That mean? We're it, saying like this McDonald's is, of it. Like, like low uh, quality. Like we need uh, the, the way I, <laughs> we need a dollar menu of podcast. Hosting. The way I interpreted it is we need a one central, like this is the best, the only place that people host podcasts. Um, so that strikes a chord with me. Cause that to me sounds like you want a YouTube for podcasting. And that's where I think we get into some of the things like Tom was talking about earlier. If we had that, Again, I don't know if this a prediction saying it's going to happen or this person wants it to happen, but either way, I think it's bad because, um, that's where, where YouTube has become annoying. And Tom is saying maybe podcasting becomes more annoying in the next year or beyond. Um, if we do have that one stop, the YouTube of podcasting, the McDonald's of podcasting, whatever you want to call it, that's where one platform then has the power to make it annoying, to start these monetization tactics and strategies that become annoying for everybody. So when you're listening to a podcast, On your player of choice, if it's hosted through this one central source, like there's not a whole bunch of YouTube apps to watch YouTube videos. There's one app to watch YouTube videos. And that is the YouTube app. If we had that in the podcasting space, then that's where they get the control over, Hey, you can skip this commercial or you can't skip this commercial or we're going to inject our own ads or we're not, or you have to, like, one of the things YouTube does is you have to, you know, once your channel gets popular enough where you have the options to monetize your content and let them to start putting in content, if you don't do that, then they don't recommend your videos as much. So then you have to opt into ads. Yeah. Um, so again, I don't know if if this person was saying they want it or they think it's going to happen. Uh, either way, I think it would be bad. We don't want that to happen. The, the podcasting, ecosystem right now is very distributed, lots of different hosting companies. And that prevents any one company from getting too much power in the, in the space to be able to do things that are super annoying.
1: Well, and the thing that I think is always a strength when you have competition is that it encourages innovation. Like we know that when somebody's starting a podcast, that there are other companies that do similar things. And so if we want your business, if we want to be able to host your podcast, our product needs to be better. Our, what we offer needs to continue to to be better. So that way we stand out. So that way we are not only worthy of you hosting your podcast with us, but that you are better set up to succeed. So you continue podcast hosting, right? It's in our interest to help you be successful. right? And so I think having choice and having options and having new people jumping in is good for the podcast hosts that are trying to push the medium forward, um, and, and are really focused on innovating. And so I know that's something that we really are focused on and, and passionate about. So I see that as a net benefit for us. Other podcast hosts can offer their own take on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. One prediction that you think might happen that maybe isn't getting as much airtime. Um, this could be a unique prediction, something you haven't seen somewhere else. Uh, and I can go ahead and kick off because uh, I don't know. I, th- I think this this could happen, especially with uh, when we were looking at the stats from from Tom earlier about Spotify which is I think that podcasts in general will get shorter. And here's why I think with Spotify getting more and more of a market share as it's introducing itself to new people that aren't used to listening to one and two hour podcasts are used to listening to music playlists where songs are three to four minutes. That more of the listening behavior will shift in that direction that uh, people will start sampling podcasts a lot more than they are now. Um, so they'll be like, okay, well I'll listen to a couple five minute episodes just to see if this is something I want to add to my playlist or subscribe to. Um and so I think as uh as podcast suggestion and findability goes up and as new people come in that aren't used to listening to one or two hour podcasts, but it's on an app where they're used to listening to 3 to 4 minute songs, then that that could affect the podcasts that start to do well, which would be the ones that are shorter of content and not the 2 hour mega episodes.
2: Yeah, I think that's uh Quite possible. I think that's what the head of Google podcast predicted as
1: well. So you're in good company. I might have to go buy an Android phone then. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. It would It would be great, except it doesn't work with my Apple TV. So
0: I got, I already got excited and talked about mine because I talked about privacy. I think privacy is, no one's talking about that and, and their predictions that privacy is going to be <clears throat> something that comes to a head, but I really, I think it's going to. I hope so. (laughs) I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating one position or the other. I'm just saying, I think there needs to be a conversation. (laughs) There needs to be a conversation about what data people have access to and what do we as a society feel comfortable uh, monetizing so that I can get my Facebook for free or I can get my podcast for free. So Mm -hmm. I think that conversation, uh, I haven't seen a lot of predictions about it, but I predict that people will start to ask questions and that will come to a head.
1: Well, I wouldn't be surprised if sometime soon, like there's this, this turning point moment, right? Like a watershed moment where it becomes at the top of the conversation because right now it's kind of like bubbling below the surface. Certain people are talking about it in certain circles, but I wouldn't be surprised if like a similar thing to when Alvin, you know, the the details of this, when the, the dad got super upset that target was sending his daughter, uh, you know, pregnancy related stuff. And he was like, how did you, how did you know all this? And well, it's cause they're tracking you on the internet. So they, they can see your behavior and they can start, oh, you're searching for these things. That means you're probably pregnant. Right. Um, it's so,
2: not as nefarious. That that one example is the kind of, the canonical over-invasion. But that was just like, I think that's like, hey, if you stop buying alcohol and you buy prenatal vitamins, we know what you're doing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so, but I think it, something like that could very well happen, which then brings this conversation to the forefront.
2: Right. All right. Well, my hot take, I'm going to channel my inner Stephen A. Smith is I think Apple is going to create uh, their own content and it's going to be, I think, similar to like what we saw with Apple um, Plus or whatever. Sorry. Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Apple TV Plus. And then the big thing that happened when Apple TV Plus came out is they go, well, if we want to be able to uh, split the cost of making all these shows up among as many people as possible... The way to do that is by being platform agnostic. We're not only going to be on the Apple TV. So now Apple TV has, can run on all these other devices. And that in the old days was like the opposite of Apple. If your whole business is selling hardware and the cool thing is the software on top of it and the marriage of those two, you never would split the software off. It's why we we dealt with these bad keyboards for so long because we needed the software. And so it felt like such a big shift when Apple did that. And I'm like, well, if they're going to do that in podcasting, are they also going to say, well, the Apple Podcasts app, which used to, which is only on Apple products, do, is there a chance that we start seeing that as a web option? And we start seeing that as a possibly like an Android option. And it feels like no way that sounds so dumb. But there's a bit of me that goes, if they do go this whole branded content and exclusive content, they may be tempted to actually go and create an app for Android. So it's not my going to happen prediction, but that's my like, yeah, I'm taking a one in 10, you know, shot from mid-court and hopefully maybe that'll land.
1: We'll rewind but this a year from now if it happens. If and they were to do, do a little that, though,
0: wouldn't they have already done that with Apple Music? Because Apple Music, they're trying to make m- a monthly subscription fee. So it would seem like you would want that to be available on other platforms. I mean, if they really, yeah. wanted, to, if we really wanted to make money off of as many people yeah, as possible. Yeah, it's a good point
2: that they've done it for the movie, for the video content. They haven't done it for the music content. I mean, but
3: I don't think they've done it for on Android devices. They don't have an Apple TV Plus app for Android, do they? uh
1: What's interesting is like fire stick, maybe fire stick and like some other streaming devices. I don't,
0: I don't think so. I don't think you can get it for fire
3: stick. You might be, but they're doing it on other things. So like you can buy a TV now that'll have Apple TV plus built in and DVD players Hmm. will have it built in. But I think the difference here, Alvin, I'm Mm -hmm. not, not totally pushing back. I'm just the conversationally is, I (laughs) I led (laughs) into, I led this whole
2: thing saying I've got a hot take for Kevin to dunk on.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you just think about it strategically, like if I go buy a Samsung TV, That's not me like making a choice to not buy an Apple TV or whatever, right? Like I buy a Samsung TV. It has Apple TV plus built into it. It has Netflix built into it. It has all these other video platforms built into it. Great. No, no, like no big deal. But if I'm a lot of people anyway, who buy Android phones, buy them because they're not Apple phones. They don't necessarily love Google or love Samsung or the makers of these devices, but they are fundamentally kind of against the whole. Apple approach to things like it being sandboxed and being controlled and being locked down. And they're like, I hate Apple and all the stuff that they do. So I'm going to go buy this Android phone. And so I just wonder if there's just a different mindset in the Android ecosystem of the people who kind of buy that, that if Apple spent the time and money and investment to bring Apple TV plus to Android phones, if there'd be like so much pushback against it, that it just would never grab any, grab any traction. And I wonder if that's the same problem that they might have if they did it with Apple podcasts. So now there's an Apple podcast app that I can get on Android. I just wonder if most
1: Android people would be like, I'm not downloading an Apple app onto my Android phone. might encourage Google podcasts to start promoting their own app though. If they now have to compete with Apple's podcast app on their phones. Yeah. I just wonder if it's a branding thing. Like,
3: if they didn't call it Apple podcasts, if they just, they had a better or a different brand that was more separate from the rest of the Apple stuff, like just feels like Apple podcasts is like Apple phone and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like if there are Apple Podcast exclusives, are people going to feel like, even if they do have an app for Android, they're still going to feel like I can't listen to them because I have an Android phone or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Just to to
2: swing back to the Tom's point. It is right. Um they're not on, or I guess it's your point too. They're not on Android right now with Apple with uh Apple TV Plus. Good night. Uh they've got they're on some TVs, they're on Roku, they're on Fire TV.
0: Well, they are on but Fire TV, huh?
2: It would seem it just feels to me like if they're going to put all this stuff into exclusive content, like Luminary tried to do it and then say, like, don't you want these shows? And I feel like it was pretty tough because a lot of people were like, I don't know if I want that show. I'm not downloading an app to find out if I want a show. And if you're really, you're like, don't you really want this show? Why don't you switch phones, providers, and then download an app and then listen to it. I feel like that's a, uh, there's no, there's no ability for you to really switch someone for a podcast episode. And I'm like, maybe they go and they throw it on other things just to try to lock down podcasting so that if in five years, it's actually like this $10 billion industry, Apple goes, okay, now we've held on to our space for so long. I think that's why. Spotify has grown so much is one reason is they are on Android. They're cross-platform. Mm-hmm. And so there's just a, that's a, a one in 10 shot. So I, I thought I'd throw that out there. Um, I a hundred percent guarantee it will happen. Use
1: that part. If we come back, to this <laughs> <city> back. <laughs> right. I'll make sure to cut it together and make you sound like a fortune teller. <sighs> Any final thoughts guys, 2020 it's here. Uh, we've, we've got some cool stuff coming out with Buzzsprout soon that we'll make sure to tell you about, uh, that we think you'll be super psyched about that we're super psyched about. Um, but I think guys, ultimately 2020 is going to be a great year for podcasting. So I'm very optimistic about the future and, and, uh, the opportunity that we all have to, to grow our audiences and, you know, start side hustles if that's what you're going for and all of those things. I think podcasting, as it continues to grow, there'll be more opportunities and that the the high quality content that I think we're all striving to put out there is just going to rise to the top and and really continue to to be successful.
3: Yeah, and one of the things you said earlier I think has been a, a big topic of conversation for us around the office, like the idea that the more successful our podcasters are, the more successful uh, we will be as a company, and that's something that we're thinking a lot about going into 2020. Is how can we help our podcasters, people who podcast using buzzsprout as their distribution platform, be as successful as possible. It's a big thing that we're pushing into. And so if there's anything that you want to learn or questions that you have, please jump into our Facebook group and communicate with us there, drop our support team emails. They pass those on to the the rest of the team. Um, we want to help you guys succeed in podcasting and make this the best year for your podcasting journey, uh, that it can be. Uh, Oh, you almost sounded
2: like Michael Hyatt, best year ever.
1: ever. ever I was ready for it. I'm going to go write it in my full focus planner. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps it up for us uh, for this episode, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll uh, catch you on the next one.